0: concept for this idea um came out of me and my sister uh we are from albuquerque new mexico and our childhood growing up in albuquerque is a little bit different than my wife tony's experience growing up uh being that lots of crazy things happen in big cities and we found that these stories are not normal compared to my wife's experience uh so we thought it would be funny to have a few of these stories that we have from childhood um, documented because when I tell these stories to people that I just meet, they are always shocked when they hear the stories. But to me, everyone in Albuquerque um, has a story that's similar to this. Uh, So we just wanted to capture as many of these stories as we could and then hopefully bring on other people that can relate to these types of stories uh, pretty much any big city in the, in the country um, has these stories of crazy things happening to them, and we wanted my wife to have the perspective of a small-town childhood versus our not-so-small-town uh, upbringing. So that's our basic concept of how we're going to do um, Duke City Saturdays, and it's called Duke City Saturdays because Albuquerque is called Duke City. That's one of its nicknames. Um, everyone that lives there knows that that's what it is, Duke city, but it doesn't have to be just about Duke city. It's about anyone from a big town could be Chicago, could be LA, New York. I've noticed that all these stories that I've heard from around the country, um, basically if you live in a ghetto and you're in a big, big city, you have some crazy stories from, you know, there's just lots of more characters compared to a small town. Um, so that's the base, the base reason for the, uh, idea we have
1: and also um we thought about every week maybe doing a drawing so that um maybe a listener could um email us and we'll do a drawing or some, something to that effect where you guys could come on and tell some of your crazy stories from big cities or small towns or wherever you live and also we just want to give some background Ooh. on
2: what our childhood and shit was like so you guys can see just kind of where we come from
0: Yeah, me and my sister here, Uh, we grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico on the west side. So if you live in Albuquerque, there's certain parts of town that are worse than others. One is the west side, which is where we're from. Another is called the war zone, which is worse than where we're from. Then there's Northeast Heights, there's Westgate, um, all these different parts of town. And being from the west side is definitely sketchier than growing up in other parts of Albuquerque. And I noticed that growing up um, and having friends from other parts of town, um, when I told them that I lived on the west side, they were always kind of freaked out to come back to my house because uh, the west side has a bad reputation. And it's not just a bad reputation because of no reason. The, the reason is of all the crime and, uh, poverty and whatnot. So it's not just like an arbitrary reason that people don't want to come to the West side. The reason is there's so many shootings, deaths, drugs, gangs, uh, car theft, all that type of thing, which is similar to any big town. Um,
1: I grew up on a rural country road where all of my neighbors, if you can call them neighbors, cause a, they're know, so far away. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so far away. They're like, you know, a field, a cornfield away. But all of my neighbors were family. Like, my whole family grew up on one fucking street. So, a little bit different. No crime. We, I don't think we locked our doors ever. I still, I still to this day, don't lock my doors.
0: Yes. Yeah, r- right now we're, we live in uh, Wisconsin, uh, in a little small town in Wisconsin, in a rural area. And compared to growing up in Albuquerque, this is a uh, zero-crime Never lock my doors to the house. Don't even know. Don't even have house keys. Never lock my truck. Never lock anything. The neighbors come to our house. We go to the neighbor's house. No one is ever in any fear. There's never any car theft. There's never anyone stealing shit. You don't have to worry about anyone breaking into your house or stealing anything from you. Completely different from our childhood.
2: I'm visiting and I just locked their door. (laughs) <laughs> Did you really lock the door? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so she's not used to this place. Right. And if you are from Albuquerque and you live in Albuquerque, you 100% need to lock your door
1: <laughs> right. and
0: your car every time you fucking leave. Yeah, every
1: time we visit down there, I never lock my car. And Derek will yell at me and tell me that I need to lock it. And I'm like, well, what's the fucking point? Because they're going to break my window to get what they want or they're going to open the damn door. Either way, if they're getting what they want, so...
0: At least give them a small barrier. Just one mm-hmm. lock could mean they're not getting they're gonna in.
2: They're going to walk away.
0: Yeah, they might just break the next, next window instead of your window. Um, but yeah, that's kind of uh, some of our things. One of my stories that I was thinking of, because we kind of wanted to start in a chronological uh, way. So if I had to think of all the crazy-ass stories I have growing up from age zero to 18 or age 20 when I left there. um, That's a lot. So we just wanted to start from the beginning. uh, So I tried to remember back to my earliest times so that we could just start from the beginning and then just go in order. Uh, So one of my earliest memories that I can recall is I think I was 5... Either 4 or 5. I'm not sure if I was in school yet. But, uh... It was probably like 10 o'clock at night. Something like that. And there was a shooting directly in front of my house. Um... A drive-by shooting. And... Uh... I don't remember if I heard the shot. Or if I heard the car pulling off. Or what exactly happened. But, um we, the cops came to our house and, uh, they were like interviewing all the people on that block basically because it happened directly in front of our house. And, um, I remember seeing the car drive away. Um, And there was a kid laying there. But, well, you couldn't really tell what it was, if it was a kid or a grown-up or what. But um, we later found out that it was, like, a 13-year-old kid who had been shot. And they shot the wrong person. They were trying to shoot someone else who was in a gang. They thought that kid was older, but it turned out it was the wrong guy. So they just shot the wrong kid.
1: (laughs) So they thought that that kid was part of, like, a rival gang. Yeah, they, they thought no, that... They just looked looked like it. Yeah, yeah they... corner, motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, they thought that that kid that was walking... Because it was night. They thought that that kid was another... From another gang or something. And they didn't check. They just drove by and shot him. And then he was dead. And, uh... Yeah, I think I was four or five when that happened. So, that really... At that age, um... Freaked me out.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, didn't you say that you used to, like, blare music at night or something? Or Yeah, after that, I was like... So you couldn't hear gunshots? Yeah,
0: I was scared that there was going to be a shot through the window to kill me in the night. I just wasn't sure if that was going to happen. I, I always thought that would happen. Like...
2: What did Mom and Noel do? Or...
0: I don't know. I, can, I I really don't remember exactly what happened, other than I just have a vivid memory of seeing, like, a... Bronco-type vehicle driving off, and the guy laying there. But I don't really remember what happened after that. Yeah,
1: that that was probably one of your first actual memories that you physically remember. Yeah, I was
0: four or five around that age.
1: And if you guys don't know, he's six years older than me, so I wasn't alive. Yeah, Chelsea was not alive yet. Yeah, just to clarify, Noel is the middle brother who is one year younger than Derek.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I'm the oldest and I'm 33 right now so not that that matters but you know so this happened in the early 90s basically early 90s Albuquerque on the west side right across the street from Lava Land Elementary School basically that's where we lived and at this time that neighborhood was uh, pretty rough I guess I mean it didn't seem like it was a bad neighborhood to us, really, but it was bad because there was a constant gang activity.
1: I but you guys grow accustomed to that type of stuff, you know, just like I've grown accustomed to, like, the comforts of not ever having to think about that or worry about yeah.
0: that. Yeah, it didn't we seem... Didn't, yeah,
1: we didn't even know it was, like, a thing. Well, they probably
2: did, but we played outside and did everything normally.
0: Yeah, there was no... Uh... My mom
2: didn't really... Was like, you guys can't play outside or anything like that. We still did whatever we wanted to
0: do. Yeah, we still did everything like normal. And there was no restrictions on the kids. Well, I mean, really, maybe when I was really little, uh, grandma or somebody would say, you know, you can only ride to the end of the block or something, and then you got to turn around. But it wasn't, um, no one was scared of having their kids play outside. But there was that, you know, that was going on. Uh, you know, but that was just a normal well, thing. Well, you
1: still have to go on with normal life, regardless of... I mean, you can't live in fear with everything, every day, at all right. the time. You know, even if you do live, you Yeah. Know, there, you just might take a little extra precaution or whatever, you know.
0: Yeah, it didn't seem too out of the... It didn't seem out of the ordinary. And uh, just the only thing was that after that happened, I was scared to sleep at night for quite a while. And I got a tape player, and it had a... FM radio on it and uh, I would listen to oldies, like <laughs> um, low-rider oldies music. They had like a station. It was on your pillow, eh? <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like um, 97.3, Kiss FM, but it was like an oldies, it was like dedicated to low oldies. So I would listen to that with headphones so that way I couldn't hear what was going on outside just because I was too scared.
1: Well, I'm assuming just like I, I guess I, I... Maybe I don't know, but I guess I just assume that, like, at night, that's when everything kind of comes alive, because that's when all the crime typically happens, you know? So maybe during the day, like you said, you guys played outside and did everything, like, normal, but at night, wasn't, wouldn't that be the time that things would get crazy anyway?
0: Mm, yeah. Because they
1: have the cover of darkness, you
0: know? I would say probably for the most part, but it didn't seem like there was...
1: Honestly,
2: night doesn't scare nobody. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> still happening all day. Yeah,
0: it's... Uh, honestly, there still was during the day was still the same
2: but night was probably even scarier since just seeing that incident
0: yeah but luckily at that time we were little kids so we weren't going out at night anyway (laughs) true um but yeah that's that's one of the stories that's one of my earliest stories of uh just some weird shit going on just normal life in Albuquerque kind of setting this tone for what (laughs) what the future was going to bring growing up, you know, um, yeah. Another story, uh, this, I think is, this is actually is before Chelsea was born also. Um, so probably right around the same time, roughly, you know, so five, five or six around there. So I'm one year older than my brother. So I was either five or six. So he was one year younger than me, so four or five. And uh, we were going to go camping or fishing with my dad, and um, w- they were divorced. My parents were divorced, but... Um,
1: and your dad was kind of in and out of the picture for a long time. Yeah, he was, my... Yeah, he was never
2: uh, constant in our life. Yeah,
0: he was not a dad. Like he, me
2: at all. Yeah. Though with them, he actually did see them more often than he did me.
0: Yeah, but. Well,
1: you were the straggler baby, though. You were like the. Huh.
0: Well, after they. My mom and dad got back together, they, for a bit, they had Chelsea. Then he'd left to Tennessee years. for 10 years with no contact, basically. But before she was born, we would see him occasionally here and there, but he was never like a dad there doing shit with us each day. He was just like. He was our dad, and we knew that. But he wasn't doing shit with us. It was just like we would get a jacket for Christmas. And he
2: lived like, <sighs> yeah, didn't he live like, like he, he lived fucking, on the street? I would street say as like us. eight houses down on the right hand side. So it was it was walking distance, not even five
1: minutes. Like, like going to school, like oh, there's dad's house. <laughs> yeah, our to Daddy. yeah, <laughs> our
0: dad lived there. But we never really cared. That I mean, I know I didn't personally. I just never really at the time yeah at the time I, I just never really viewed him as my dad like I never relied on him or thought about it like that so it was just like whatever he's just there whatever because most people didn't have dads like that was normal most kids in that neighborhood didn't have dads that was, that was common that was more common than people having dads so I didn't think it was weird that I didn't have a dad and I, I did have one he was down the street so it wasn't, it was like. he well, had been
1: drunk and stoned, but he was there. Yeah,
0: he was there he was down in there that house doing down something.
1: The
0: but on this particular occasion, for some reason, we were going with my dad.
1: My
2: mom probably was like, Derek, you need to see your fucking kids.
0: Yeah, something like that. It must have happened. I really don't know how it came about because it was odd. It wasn't normal. But we went, I don't think we went camping. I don't know. We went up to the mountains and, uh, One of the memories I have is my dad, me and my brother are sitting in the back seat of some car, and my dad and his friend are inside, and uh, they come back with beer. and then inside
1: what? Where were they?
0: At the store, like a gas station. So we're just sitting in the back, waiting, and then they come back, and they've got beer. Uh, Mickey's, actually. And that's uh, what we're That's why right we now. got Mickey's today. Uh, this story brought back the thought, like, oh, well, we should get Mickey's for the story.
1: Plus, it provides entertainment, so. Because those fun, intriguing brain teasers under the cap, so.
0: Yeah. So, they came back with Mickey's, and they're drinking, you know. So, it was just like, okay, well, I guess we're going fishing with Dad and his friend. Which, we didn't even know who this guy was, really. I mean... I don't know who it was. It's my Do dad's you still friend.
1: Not know who it was? I'm not
0: sure, honestly. I really don't know. Maybe his friend Clyde or Cliff. Cliff.
2: Ew, no, no. I don't
0: know. You know, some weirdos. got Basically, they were they were trying to party, and me and Noel were along for the ride, basically. So we go up to the mountains, and I think we're at a lake or something. And my dad is gone, and his friend. I don't know where they went or what they were doing or what was going on, but they left us there uh, to do our own thing. So me and my brother were just wandering around in the woods, and uh, it was like a lake. I don't know what lake, because there's only one lake up in the mountains that I know of. But we found some kids, and they let us play with their bow and arrow, and uh, (laughs) my dad and his friend were nowhere to be found, and then finally... We saw him again later, and then we went back home. But, you know, they were just drinking. My guess is they probably left to go smoke weed. Probably went to go get high, and then we just drove back home, probably while they're drunk out of their minds. And, you know, it was just another day. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, it didn't strike me as odd. The only odd thing that I found odd about it was that my dad was taking me to the mountains. Like what the fuck? At just, all? Like yeah. I why are we doing this? Basically, me and my brother didn't want to go. Like why do we? We don't want to go. Time
1: with this guy that I don't hardly even care about. Or know really, that yeah. well. Yeah. Like wow. we
0: don't want to go. This is weird. He's just gonna drop
1: you off in the mountains and peace out again, maybe. Yeah. Mom probably had enough and was like, "You're taking these goddamn kids and mm-hmm.
2: leave them somewhere. It'd be good. I don't care what happens, but yeah. please, for the love oh. of God, take them. Yeah, <laughs> take them out of this house." Do you have any background from your childhood or anything you want anybody to know?
1: Mine's not cr- crazy per se like yours is, but I, I mean, I had a lot of abandonment and stuff. Like, my mom wasn't around, and, you know, growing up, she married multiple people, couple I didn't like, and... Same. Yeah, <laughs> right? So, I don't know. So, I guess, you know, we weren't necessarily... Poor or from the ghetto or anything, but I had like two different worlds. Like my dad world and my mom world were very different. Like my mom did have money and made money, but she was hardly ever around and she used, you know, she used money to express love. And my dad was the opposite. My dad was, from what I remember, very loving and whatnot, but he made no money. He worked constantly, you know, and sometimes I even went with him to work at construction sites. And I mean, we were... My dad was definitely on the poorer side, like, I remember, you know, us not having food sometimes, and he'd literally go out and be like, well, I guess we're having rabbits for dinner. Well, we'd have to go out and he'd have to shoot rabbits and skin rabbits for dinner. Like, that was a thing, you know? Um, but then, as I grew up, it changed to, like, it flip-flopped my dad abandoned me, and now I have my mom in my life, so, but I didn't have a crazy, you know, I didn't have crazy stuff like that. I, I always had at least someone in my life, for sure.
0: But also, you know, there's some things that you've said before that um, are kind of crazy. Uh, just like, um, you know, you've broken your nose multiple times. Oh, yeah. I, like, got hurt.
1: I got hurt doing really dumb stuff.
0: Well, like sure. the one time you broke your nose with your dad.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I broke it once in a car accident with him. He The axle, like, snapped in half. I was really, like, young, and I do have memories, some memories of that. I remember blood getting all over his shirt and him taking me to the hospital. Luckily, my aunt and uncle were on their way home and right behind us, and we all lived in the same road, so easy ride to the hospital. I broke it once, <laughs> my dad trying to teach me how to shoot a shotgun. <laughs> well, it was an d- old, very old, like, double-barrel shotgun, and had, like, metal, um, like, I don't know, it had this big metal piece on it, so when I went to put it against my shoulder, it, I was young, like less than 10, and it slipped under my armpit and cracked me in the nose and busted my nose the second time, so I've broken my nose at least four times, at least four times. I got some pretty fancy I've never of broken my nose. You've never broken? Well, I've broken it i never <laughs> broken my nose either. I don't think you've broken anything, really, have you, other than your Achilles tendon?
0: Just my ankle, but I don't think I've ever... Fully you didn't break broken it though. it though I just fractured it or sprained it
1: well I always break my face and my fingers so those <laughs> are my those are my only broken bone parts but, but yeah I didn't have any like Traumatic stuff like that where, you know, like shootings. Or on anything, that level. Yeah, on that level. Mine were just, you know, traumatic, redneck, redneck yeah. stupid shit and abandonment right. shit and stuff like that.
0: One thing that I found similar from that story that you had said before is just, but that was similar to everyone at that time is, you know, back in the day, which it's not even back in the day, you know, in the early nineties, whatever. Yeah, we are that's, not that well, old, Yeah, <laughs> we are not
1: that old. That's not that hey. back
0: in the day, but... You know, you were just riding in the truck with your dad, just no seatbelt, just yeah, no, no, riding I had around no seat belt.
1: on the bench. It was a bench seat in like a Ford pickup right. truck. Right, <laughs> I was just sitting there, you know, my I was young, like I, I mean, I maybe was four, maybe, and my feet Shit were, was different yeah, back then. My feet were just dangling off the bench seat, we're listening to music, bopping along, and. You know, we were driving home, and I, I did actually, it's weird, because I actually told my dad when he was, because he was driving, test driving it to see if he wanted to buy it, and I told my dad, I don't want to get in this truck. Like, I remember telling him, I don't want to get in this truck. We're going to get into an accident, and he's like, we're just going around the block, which a block is like five miles, I guess, if you're talking to city people, and uh, sure enough, we get almost probably, I would, I would say we're probably like two miles from home, and I don't know exactly how or what happened, but yeah, the axle broke, and we went down this big ravine, and I smashed face first into the dashboard, and, like, I remember going down the ravine. I remember that. Then I don't remember anything until my dad opened the door and pulled me out, and I just remember blood being on his white t-shirt. That's all I remember. And then I remember laying in the back of my uncle and aunt's car, like, my knees are on the floor, but my arms and head Probably are all like, rested. How old were you? I would say, like, Four.
2: But I was rested,
1: but they were... You remember that? Yeah. I, I remember bits and pieces of it. I don't remember everything. I just remember, probably because it was traumatic. I mean, they always say that you retain... Either retain or... Really, yeah, you really retain traumatic stuff versus happy stuff, which is true. Makes my, sense. You know, my mom has asked me that several times. Like, why do you remember only the bad stuff? You don't remember any of the good stuff. And it's true. I don't remember a lot of good times with her. Like, I have pictures of it, but I have no recollection of that. But I have every memory of bad moments with her like I don't know why that is some stupid psychological crap I suppose but, <laughs> but yeah that was just a different time i mean look at how far we've come it's just such a different time back then yeah i well, mean you can't I mean, just
0: take your kid in in a truck with a no seat no belt no seat
1: belt.
2: i used to sit in the front <laughs> seat and i was yeah tiny. front seat my you parents, know, parents in the probably car. smoking drinking yeah. a
0: beer on the mm-hmm. seat also you know oh yeah
2: that was one weird thing about mom like she never drank or smoked Until I was older, like 10 or 11. Yeah. Which is insane. It's like she did care on some level about us of different things. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, I don't want to smoke around my kids or whatever. Yeah, my parents didn't give a fuck. (laughs) They're just like, that's what Matthew and Lindsay, my boyfriend and his sister, they- Chain
1: smoke in the car?
2: Their whole family smoked on top of them all day, every day. Yeah,
1: ours did too. Yeah, mine did too.
0: There was another time that, uh, Chelsea was saying about, um, just another kind of like, uh, parents back in the day, just our parents, um, just completely different than it is now. So.
1: Oh, for sure. Kids Chel- are different they yeah. there now too.
0: Chelsea was, had an incident happen. Oh yeah. At her friend's house.
2: So my best friend, he lived two doors down. Um, my uncle always lived next door to my grandma's house, and we would always move everywhere, but we would always end up back at my grandma's house, and my best friend lived right next door to my uncle, which is right next door to my grandma, <laughs> so two houses down, and I was over there, and they left us home alone, well, they left us with my friend Stina.
1: Which, she was older, she was about Stefan's age or so. And Stefan is a nickname that they call Derek, so that's just, it's his middle name, that's just what they call him. Yeah,
0: that, my family calls me Stefan because...
1: I don't, but the rest of his
0: family (laughs) does. Yeah, my immediate, like, family from Albuquerque calls me Stefan because when I was born, my dad was there at the time. Derek. And I'm a junior, so they didn't call me Derek because that was his name. So, everyone to this day calls me Stefan from my family in New Mexico, so...
1: It's impossible
2: for me not to call him Stefan. Yeah. yeah. It's habit at this point. But, just... To anyway, clarify. sorry. Just to <laughs> um. So, we were over there at his house, and me and Ben... Um, Stina was in her room. I don't know what she was doing, what she was up to, but... Me and Ben were on his top bunk, hanging out. We were fucking five or four. Just... There was this like rocking horse on his top bunk, and they were hoarders, so there was like stuff all over the floor. And he, there was a bike bicycle on the floor, and we were rocking back and forth on this rocking horse on top of his top bunk. And (laughs) when his parents were gone, (laughs) and I flew off like a maniac on top of this bicycle onto my arm. And my arm is completely shattered I had to go to the hospital but I didn't go to the hospital right away because his parents finally got home a couple I don't know how long it actually took or if I was on the floor for a while wondering writhing in pain (laughs) Um, but they finally came home and they were like what's wrong what's wrong And I told them what happened and then they took me to my mom's a couple sheets down and my mom was like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> and they're saying, "Oh, her arm hurts. Her arm just really, really hurts, <laughs> or whatever." Like downplaying whatever happened to me. And my mom was like, pissed off that they just brought me there and left me at their house completely alone, or whatever. Because she was, she still talks about to this to this day, like, "Why the fuck were they not there when you broke your arm?" And I went to kindergarten and everything with the fucking cast on. <laughs> but I yeah, I couldn't even write and that was my writing hand in kindergarten and first grade. I could not hardly write. Or I think it was first grade is when it happened. I don't even know. But I couldn't hardly write at all, so I had to learn how to write with my other hand. So now I can kinda of write with both hands still. <laughs> <It's fun>. But <laughs> It's just shitty, like, nobody was really watching us or anything like that. That was another
1: thing that, it was just that way, you know, like, just an example, like, now, like, I'm going through cancer treatments right now, and my mom is obsessed with finding someone to watch my kids. My <laughs> son is 12, and my daughter is almost 8. Uh Me where, I where was watching you? Leah. <laughs> yeah, like, where the fuck were you when I was at, like, I was getting on the bus by myself <laughs> when I was, like, 6 years old. Like home alone, I would make my own dinner when I get home. Like I had my own key to the house, I'd get Matthews my own to the the team like I had fucking responsibility. Yeah, when I was
0: twelve I was the basically the man of the I house. I
1: babysat like all the neighborhood kids at twelve. Like I so I don't understand, like you know, that's just the difference. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but like I've But then again, lo- me and
2: Ben were four and five.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. Rocking but, on the But bed. that's my point is like you know, back in the 90s, like, that was just a thing. Parents just, like, left their kids home alone to fend for themselves. Like yeah. Matthew and Wednesday
2: tell me about their stories of them being left alone. And they were literally four and five. And since then, they mm-hmm. were left alone. Yeah. And they would take the bus and all that. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, take what the, the fuck? Bu- I still have
1: not ridden an Albuquerque city bus. As many times as I have visited, I still have not been on an Albuquerque what? city bus. You have to. I've never it's- been on a city bus.
2: I have another story about that later on. <laughs>
1: I I still haven't. I still haven't I not. have
0: quite a few stories about the city bus.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to know some of these stories about the city bus. It's a little I've only uh, I've only ridden a school bus. <laughs> and I have lots of stories about that, but that's pretty much all my own stupid <laughs> wrongdoings. Not other people's <laughs> stupid wrongdoings to me.
0: Um I think another uh, Common theme of growing up in big cities um, is poverty. Uh, You know, not only big cities, but big cities, small towns. um, People that grow up in poverty have certain characteristics that all can be relatable. And uh, one of those is moving around all the time. Um, Me and my sister Chelsea moved all the time constantly getting um evicted or something went wrong in the place we're living or my mom couldn't pay the rent we never really knew the exact reason
2: honestly i just feel like she acted like she could pay the rent
0: yeah because there was there were times where we were just like she
2: never really had a job especially when i was younger like how the fuck did she say provide pay subs and all that like there's no fucking way
0: I don't know. I I just know that we would be at a place for like a month or two and then we would have to leave to another place suddenly, like, like all of a sudden, like, oh shit, we got to get our shit and leave by tomorrow. And that happened many times, but we would always end up back at our grandma's house because they, they were the only, they were basically like the only stable people they still are knew. because
2: they still live there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean that uh, your mom lives there. Yeah. So Yeah, my mom is back my living mom's there. My mom is back there. So I think that's one common theme to poor people growing up, either in big cities or um small towns, is just constantly having to move.
1: So like we so we did move a lot when I was younger, but it really it was had nothing to do with finances or anything like that on my parents' part really. Um, my dad just kind of followed, cause my mom primarily had custody for, for part of my childhood and then she kind of, I don't know, eventually my dad got custody. But anyway, so when I was really little, my mom would move around based on like who she was dating okay. or that type of thing and nothing to do with finances and it was never a rushed situation like you guys had, but my dad would just follow. My dad was never going to be very far from me. So he what, constantly, really? yeah. So he constantly moved towns just to just to be close to me so we could be in the same school district so you know whatever and then eventually my i don't know i think he eventually bought it or rented it for my grandparents but the house that i grew up in the one you said there was a haunted house that one so then i like officially i ended up growing up there like that's the house that i remember i have snippets of other places that we lived as far as my dad went but and and my mom too but i do know i do know that my mom moved around a lot so, but I didn't have to, like... Your stories were, I didn't have to, it was like... about the wombats. <laughs> it was it was a weasel. It was a weasel drinking out of our fish tank. Like, we we're just... We, yeah, we lived in a really old house. It looked like a haunted house. It, was, it had rats in it. Like, sketchy fucking ass house. And we're all sitting down to dinner one day. And all of a sudden, we just hear this... <laughs> and we're all like, the hell is that noise? Well, we turn around and we have this fish tank with no lid on it that's just sitting on this, like, little stand in our kitchen. I don't know why it was in our kitchen. And then there's cereal boxes piled high next to it, and there's a fucking weasel (laughs) drinking out of our fish tank, and my stepmom at the time just, like, flung the kitchen table, and she's like, that's it! That's it! We're moving out of here! Which we never did move out of there. We just stayed at my grandma's for, like, two nights and then went back there with no resolution and still rats. (laughs)
2: Still wombats all
1: around.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's any wombat. What is a wombat? What is
1: a wombat? I don't know. I mean, know. isn't it
0: like from Australia or something? A Ooh, no. I think it
1: is. Isn't it like a Australian mm. badger? I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up now. I don't know. I'm going to have to find out. But yeah, we had like huge rats in our house that the rat traps weren't even like big enough to kill them. We'd have to tie the rat traps to our kitchen table. Otherwise, they just run off with the rat traps. <laughs> like they were huge. And I remember my room yeah, was like... Yeah, we never
2: had... All we had
1: was cockroaches. coaches. Yeah, yeah, my room. I remember, so in the spring, oh, how or no, in the wintertime, so in the wintertime, I would take a bunch of blankets, And so I had like weird windows in my bedroom that would touch the floor, like they'd go all the way to the floor, they're really old windows, so it was cold and it was always by my bed, so I'd shove blankets on it, well in the spring I'd take those blankets out and wash them and put them away, and I would find huge rat's nests in the, like dead rats, baby rats and mama oh. rats in oh. these blankets. All dead that and is gross so in there. Disgusting. Yeah, I, I lived in some pretty nasty, rodent-infested houses for sure. <laughs> oh, and then, fucking, in my wall of my room. So one there was one hole in the wall that I could literally see outside. Well, a bird had made a nest in the wall in between, so I could like peek in there and watch the <laughs> bird all the time. <laughs> Just watch it, and then that hole also was where all the bees would come into my room. Oh,
2: because
1: yeah. forgot, <laughs> you forgot about The, the, the bees. Of bees? So, our hallway. <laughs> she was, would just
2: hide from the bees. So like, there was no stung. hiding. There was
1: no hiding. It was horrible. There was a whole wall, um, like a slanted ceiling, because I was in the upstairs part of this old house. The hole inside was a giant hornet's nest, the hole inside. But the only way to get from inside the wall to inside the house was my room. So I had to sleep in this room that every summer had, like, thousands of bees. Like, I was so scared that I was just going to, like, not wake up because they would have, like, nested in my throat. Because I'm like, what if I sleep with my uh-huh. mouth open? They'll just fly down my fucking throat. Oh. <laughs> Ghost. Gross. Farm hoses are
2: yeah honestly nasty. Who knows? That might be worse than the fucking horrendous <laughs> from the gangsters all time. and shots outside our window. Like fuck that.
0: Yeah, at least we didn't have to deal with any wombats or uh, <laughs> Wombat. bees coming in.
1: <laughs> but see, that was normal to me. You know, like how your weird ghetto gangster shit was normal to you. Like weird rodent infested <laughs> homes were normal to me. I don't know. I don't know how I survived some of those things. But, but then,
0: yeah, actually, you know the. Depending on where you went in Albuquerque, uh, there are fucked up houses, and I remember... Peralta. A there few was
2: rats, and I was sitting in the living room watching TV, and a rat just <laughs> pfft, flied. And I was like, that's it, Matthew. You better fucking get your money up somehow, some way. We're getting out of here. I'm not. I'm not, not about the one... The to be living with this infestation <laughs> of gross ass rat mice, whatever, flying through the air
1: while I'm watching TV. I mean, it was a flying squirrel or something.
0: <laughs> Another similarity, I think, uh, of people that live in big cities is having to deal with the uh, riffraff you encounter daily, on a daily basis. Like, living in a small town where we live now. All you encounter are just people that live by you, or if you go to the store, people that are also going to the store. But if you grow up in a big city, um, you have to deal with all the others. Um, hobos. Hobos, bums, gang members, uh, delinquent teenagers, prostitutes. Um,
1: yeah, I never had to deal with that. And I remember one of the first times you and I, well, you took me to Albuquerque because I went down there once to get your stuff.
0: Um, with yeah. Jessica,
1: but before that I had like never seen a homeless person in my life. And I remember one of the first trips we took down there, I reached out the window and gave a guy 20 bucks and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, he needs money.
0: Like, you can't give
1: every <laughs> needs- hobo you see $20. <laughs> needs- and I'm well, like,
0: I don't know. I,
1: every single one of them needs money. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but I yeah, didn't like, drugs. but like, I don't know. I just no, assume that everybody's... Yeah,
0: drugs and alcohol.
1: I just assume everybody's, like, good, and if they're... I, I give them cigarettes. Yeah, like, and if I'm they like, need help, I just assume they need, need
2: help. some stress
1: relieving. Here's a cigarette. Well, I don't know. I had never seen one before, so I was like, they need help, I will help them. I just assume <laughs> everyone is good. That's why, I think that's, again, the part of the small town life that has me very naive in that part, is that, in that area, is that I assume everyone is good, and that everyone is trying their hardest, to do their best. So when I saw this homeless person, I'm like, oh my God, he needs money. I will give him 20 bucks to at least, you know, get a good meal and maybe that'll uplift you him. And he'll be like, up. did you freak out? I
0: can't remember oh, exactly he, what I said. like. he yelled at me. Are you nuts? He was like, he
1: was like you, fucking, you can't give every homeless person you see 20 dollars. You'll like, be fucking poor by the time you He's like, here. He's like, you're going to make us homeless. I'm like, but I just, I just want to help.
0: I mean, you got to just walk, get out of your car. Walk directly But how to do you how do you entrance,
1: walk past someone and not make I, I, You no, have to pretend they don't exist. No, no, yeah. no that's not possible. Keep your eyes walk, down to the how ground. How do you walk? How do you walk by someone and not look, make direct eye self. contact and give them a smile and a head nod? That's what we do here. Look at your tits. No, no, I will not. Here, <laughs> you drive by people and you wave. You drive by no. them and you smile and how's your mama? How what's going on? You know what, what what's going on today? No, hell <laughs> to the fuck yeah, now.
0: you can't do that unless you unless you want. To be, <laughs> be dealing with bullshit for 30 minutes. I mean, I yeah, don't know how many times... I don't want to be. I, I,
2: I want to be like... If I see them immediately and I have random change, I'm like... I just throw it at them like, okay, here. Just throw them run face it in the Run inside and just like... I don't want to be held up. I want to get going.
0: Because that will... You know, if you did that, you would be doing that every single day. You know, like uh, I recall a couple times... Um, which it's almost the same story over and over, but you'll go, try to get into a store, and there'll be a person, uh, obviously homeless, all fucked up looking, and they're, um, they give you this story. It's a sob story, and, you know, I fell for it a few times, um, until I it happened to me so many times, that it didn't. It stopped. I stopped falling for it. But they come up to you, and they got this story. Oh, my car broke down. Um, my wife's look, my wife's sitting right over there. There's my baby. Um, we're just trying to get back to Las Lunas or, uh, we got evicted where we don't have, uh, this or that. We just need $50. Um, that'll be enough for us to get gas and get some food and make it back to our, uh, house in las lunas uh yeah but
1: hey what if that was me that would be a true story and i would be like i mean first of all i would probably honestly never ask someone but if i had to it would be legit i'd be like so i just assume that other people would be legit too
0: yeah definitely not legit and i've heard that version of some sort of version of that story 20 times you know and it's always bullshit and all those people are drug addicts and they're just trying to get money so they can go buy drugs
2: Wanna know how many business people they have this certain amount of time to pitch their story? Well, these bums have a twenty second window to pitch their story
1: <laughs> to get the money. Like, and a, a, and like a really fast car salesman. Here's my pitch. Here it is.
0: Yeah, and Here it's all, it's very similar all the time, you know. There's always very, some
2: there's sp- always a hotel.
1: There's always something going
2: on with their family and and daughter and wife and whatever.
0: (laughs) And they just need.
1: Some of them are truthful and are like, "Hey, I just want some beer." I would honestly, I would probably be more likely to give them money if they're just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go buy some crack or whatever." You know, I'd probably be like, "Ah, all right. I mean, that's that's what you're gonna do. At least thanks for telling me. I guess I know where my money's going. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I haven't counted that a few times, but that's few. That's not normal like, compared okay, to, you to the other for, ones.
1: Because you're an alcoholic, sure. Yeah, right. Like, if that's what you want to go do with it, it's fine. Live your life, man. YOLO. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. <laughs> but, yes, those are some of the crazy stories. Uh, You know, th- that's just some stories. Um.
1: I tell you what. I know for sure that these two have some absolute crazy ones, like... You have a lady that I'm sure he'll tell you this one at some point, but the lady that jumps in his car out of nowhere. Oh that was the best! Mental patient, and (laughs) he drove her all the way home. And her family's like the
2: fuck. Her family's like, (sighs) get the fuck out of here, bitch! Like grandma. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Grandma got run
2: over by (laughs) a (laughs) reindeer.
0: Yeah, there's lots of uh, crazy stories.
2: He has the craziest. Mine are just
1: weird and sad. And mine are so tame comparatively. Like, I have weird ones, gross ones. A lot of them I caused myself. <laughs> but the shit that has happened to you is... I mean, some of them are completely asinine. It's yeah, insane.
0: it's weird. Like, uh, I don't know if I it's... think you just
1: have, like, a weird... I don't know. You have, like, a weird life journey or something, and things just are meant weird shit to happen to you. Well,
0: I think it's just... He's I, so chill. Like, I, I am just accepting of anyone's... <laughs> Like, and people I just,
2: take advantage of his yeah. like I think just I think they can just tell. Nice and maybe, easy.
0: I don't know. Like I just accept what everyone anyone's saying and be like, alright, whatever you know, and just try to either <laughs> help them or just do something. Like it does not doesn't bother me. So I'll just do it and hopefully it works out. <laughs> but oftentimes it turns out to be a big huge scenario and then I'm like, Oh fuck, which I feel like I'm deep semi
2: the same way to where I'm, like, way too nice, and I'm down for almost anything, so
1: I'm like, okay, I'll do that, whatever, but... Well, you both don't like confrontation, that's for sure. But I think no. I think that's a huge part of it is you guys don't like confrontation. Which is
2: weird. I want to deep dig deep into the roots of that. Like, why don't we like confrontation? Why are we chill, and, like, why are we...
1: I don't know, man. Some of your some of your family situations and dynamics, I could see why you wouldn't be because they very much are confrontational when they do blow up. So, maybe. Well, I think another
0: thing, too, is um, that I found from here, living here now and growing up in Albuquerque, um, if you grow up in a dangerous area or a crazy place, a big city, um, you have to quickly learn... Uh, you have to quickly learn a lot of crazy shit fast because if you don't learn it, you're going to get beat up all the time. Like if you don't... I was
2: never beat up. Not once.
0: Right. But you knew...
2: Everyone liked me.
0: But you know if you're walking down the street and, uh, gang members walk by...
2: You just look down.
0: You don't say, hey... You know, <laughs> you know hey, Southside, Yeah, friend. you don't you know, you have to learn these certain things so that you can c- continue to live because
1: Surinos, <laughs> my life.
0: Yeah, because some,
1: and I di- and I didn't learn those things, so like she doesn't fr- even know what
2: Surinos is. Yeah, I have
1: no fucking clue. Really. <laughs> but like I didn't learn that so like my first experience in a big city we went to, when we got married we went to Vegas and like around here I just assumed that if you cross the street people are gonna stop for you whether you're gonna crosswalk or not. And I started crossing the street, and he's like, You need to wait for the light. He's like, They're gonna fucking run you over. And I'm like, Nah, they'll stop. The fuck, they did not stop. And he like ran out there and like grabbed me and held me. And we were like almost. Me and Leo were both scared. Yeah, you guys are like screaming. He's out there like holding me, and we're both about to die because cars are going by. They don't give a fuck. I thought
2: you were crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. Around here, like that, they would would just stop. They would just stop. Like, people will just stop. No. They will. They don't give a fuck about your life. Manslaughter. No. That's nothing. That's fine. Vehicular manslaughter. That is like their not right that of way, deal there right away. That
2: is their right away, and they don't want to stop. Yeah.
1: Nope. That's not how it works around here. But so, like, I would stick out like a sore thumb because I'm like, hey, how's your mama? After I pass anyone, if I do that to a gang member, <laughs> I'll probably end up shot or something. I don't know.
0: Well, or at least they recognize not...
1: me because I I am naive to that. Right, I, you're I, I naive. Know, I don't like, understand that stuff. That's one that thing. That doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, you can't show if you're. Guerita. You can't show that you're uh, don't know what's going on because someone will pick up on that real fast, and then next thing you know, you're in a trunk of a car because you just didn't know what was going on and they took advantage of you. Whereas here, no one for the most part is trying to take advantage of you. But in Albuquerque, I know growing up, like, your automatic default um, way that you interact with other people is assume that they're trying to rob you. Like, you just default. Yeah. Like, this person, they don't just want to come to my house. They're coming to my house to, to like, case my up. house yeah. Yeah. and That's then Matthew come back later.
2: Me, Matthew tells me, do not, never, I don't give a fuck if you work with them. Even them, they're not coming to our house. Nobody we know is coming to our house. <laughs> it doesn't matter who, if we don't know them, if you don't know them, even if you think you know them, they're not coming to our house. And that's just a I'm going to tell everyone where you live. New Mexican thing. Sorry, yeah. Matthew. You don't let anybody you know not know come to your
1: house. Literally, people just walk in our door. Like today, two two different times, just today, people just walked in our door. We didn't know they were coming. Well, over they the yeah,
2: but th- we knew them at least. Well, yes, we
1: knew them, but like they know they don't even knock they don't call they're just like hey i'm here now and it's like hey My friends okay. that too. like that's
0: nice but yeah i think that's a common thing of big cities also is that you have to develop a certain type of way um because if you don't develop that you're gonna be constantly getting taken advantage of whereas in a small town you don't have to worry about that because for the most part most people are trying to do the right thing because it's harder to grow up in a small town because you have to work. You have to work uh, and do the right thing to continue to live where you in a small area because it's hard.
1: <laughs> well, and you have to somewhat rely on your because most, most people, I mean, not necessarily directly where we live right now, but like where I grew up, like, you know, our closest neighbor was quite a ways away. So you had to rely on them if you needed something, if you, you know... If you needed anything, you had you had to be able to rely on them. You want to get your away? You need someone to look after your property? You, someone needs to drive at by. At a like, you need to have that. And, like, that's what's nice about our neighborhood now is, like, I know that I can call up any one of my neighbors, even ones I don't know that well, and be like, hey, this is what's going on. I need help. And they'd be like, all right, yeah, it's fine. Like, when we first moved in here... We didn't have a plow or anything for our driveway, you know, when it would our snow a lot. Hate our and people would just people just showed up to we didn't ask or yeah, call, just people to come just showed up our driveway. to plow our driveway because they're like, "Oh, they're new here." And they did that for, you know, two whole winters. Like, that was awesome. That was they didn't have to do that, but they did it just to be nice, you know.
0: Whereas in Albuquerque, someone would come maybe to piss in your yard yeah. or still, try to steal yeah. your shit.
2: Okay, so I had gotten a watch for my auntie for christmas and it was like one of those fitbit watches or whatever and me and matthew moved in to rear rancho i left it in the car out front and somebody fucking stole it (laughs) and i was like oh we're in Rear rancho now like nobody's gonna steal shit like we're in the nice area nope I was wrong. Somebody <laughs> stole it. Somebody stole the it. The night that it was in there, it wasn't like it was in there multiple nights. It was the night <laughs> that I put it in there and somebody took it. And all most of our neighbors are old and they're very nice. There is one neighbor down the road that I don't know who the fuck he is. He's scary. And I me and Matthew looked up like creepy motherfuckers in our neighborhood to see like who was whatever. And there's a couple weird ones. One of them is fucking psychopath.
1: Do you have a sex offender in your neighborhood too? We have uh, multiple. Gross, no.
2: Yeah, we have multiple sex offenders. And then there's this one right next to us, and he's bipolar. We don't know if he's really bipolar, but he definitely seems like it. He's <laughs> psycho. He'll randomly like sometimes he's really fucking nice to us, waves to us, like nice as hell. Like, hey, how are you doing? Other times, he's fucking silent, weird, and hates our guts, and calls the cops on us every, like, three minutes. <laughs> At 12 noon.
1: Like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys having a rave? We're or?
2: literally, like, Matthew's, like, working on his cars and shit. It's, like, noon. Hmm. Like, the perfect time to work on your car. <laughs> I could see if it was fucking midnight. okay. Maybe you should shut the fuck up and stop using your tools and shit like that. But, no. It's literally noonies like my son's trying to sleep. Can you guys be the fuck quiet? (laughs) We're, like, the non-loudest people on earth. Like, we're the best ideal neighbors, and this motherfucker is having issues. I don't know.
1: We're probably obnoxious neighbors, because we got four dogs that are usually loud or kids are loud, whatever, but our neighbors don't care. Our neighbors just are like, it's cool, it's life, man. And that's Our kinda, other neighbors that's are That's kind of awesome. the approach we have with everything, is like, it's life, get over it. Honk. Like, Quippy pansies about everything.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? Like, that's, I don't know, a fact of life nowadays. I guess everybody's buttered over fucking everything, and it's like, we have kind of that old school way of life. Our whole neighborhood does, that's what's awesome about living here, is everybody's kind of like, okay, yeah, that's, that happens, whatever.
0: Yeah. You
1: know?
2: Matthew... I'm not happy about
0: our neighbors. <laughs> yeah. This
1: is a long lull here.
0: Um. I don't know. I've got a few other stories.
1: Uh, so tune in next Saturday for some awesome Duke City Saturday uh, stories.
0: Yeah, we've got uh, mini stories. Um.
1: They get way crazier, yeah, let me tell you. We might yeah, be, I we, just... We're
2: really young, doing crazy shit, and that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean... If you want to hear about it, tune in.
0: Yeah, we just wanted to start off and kind of give a little idea of kind of what we were planning, um, but from the now on, we're going to mostly try to focus on uh, stories that we have that are And stories nuts.
2: of people we know that are nuts. Yeah, like, they're insert. just crazy, and we want them as guests, and they're gonna talk about their craziness so
0: yeah and also if anyone listening to this uh if you're from anywhere it doesn't have to be albuquerque uh if you're from anywhere and you have a crazy story call um, in yeah it could be uh,
2: anonymous it could be you say your name whatever you want
0: yeah just uh, get in touch with the website uh doublethoughtdimension.com our contact info is on there there's our um
2: email us the
0: email address and then also yeah just that that will work just fine and uh or you could just leave a comment uh underneath on the website just a comment and i'll get back to you yeah but uh, if there's
1: if there's multiples of you then either we'll just do an order or we'll do maybe a drawing like every week to see um who gets to come on and talk about their crazy ass life experiences so
0: All right, well, uh, I think that just about does it for uh, Duke City Saturdays. Thanks for uh,
2: listening.
0: Yeah, hopefully you guys are making it out there in this crazy, mixed-up world.
2: This shitty-ass pandemic, motherfucking (laughs) bitch-ass. bitch-ass, pussy-ass
0: fucking crybaby world that we live in nowadays. But just so you guys know... um,
2: We don't care about We're not
0: like that. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this, neither are you and everyone that we can get on board with this type of lifestyle or just a mentality of not
2: caring and not being politically, politically correct.
0: Yeah. And you know, fuck fuck that. That's bullshit. And there needs to be as many people out there on earth that is against the current bullshit. So just keep that in mind.
1: Pandemic. We got to stick together. Peace out. Okay. One, 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 uh
0: doublethoughtdimension.com. doublethoughtdimension.com. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye.